T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. How interested are you in flat earth theories? I am fascinated by the people who are interested in flat earth theories. I don't, people bring up stuff every now and then you go, oh, that's an interesting, okay, whatever. But it's the people who are really invested in the flat earth stuff. That's what interests me. I've always been that way though. Anytime I'm invited, and this is a weird thing, usually as a conservative, this isn't what people pin you as. And maybe you are this way and you've taken on the the stereotype that you're not. But I'll just tell you what it is. It's anytime anybody invites me to go have some sort of cultural experience, and I mean it's genuine, not it's something put on because that's what people expect that they're supposed to say. I mean a genuine cultural experience. Let me give you an example. A friend of mine said, hey, I'm going to a toy show. Do you want to participate? And this was probably 10 years ago now. I emphatically said yes, because I had no idea what a toy show was like or what are the people like that go to a toy show. Are they kids? Are they grown men? Is it people of all ages and creeds? I have no idea, but I have a feeling they're probably pretty nerdy. And I wanted to see if I was right. And so I did. And that kind of stuff I will always do, sometimes way out of my comfort zone. Not that that one was, but if I invited to those things, I will usually go, okay, you're going to go to a a woke speech. Somebody invites you uh, to a gender speech. I'm totally going to go because I want to see what they're going to say and who is going to those things? And are they fully engaged? And so I want to talk about that. We're going to do that in the next segment with Trisha. But between now and then, let's play the game of lies. The game of lies! Lies takes place when I am going to read you a story. You have to find the lie within. Sometimes it's very easy. Sometimes it's not. So I've got these paragraphs numbered here in a story about the U.S. government telling Arizona to remove its border containers. I don't know if you've been following this, but the way this works is the federal government 
is demanding that the state of Arizona remove double-stacked shipping containers placed to fill gaps in the wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, saying that they are unauthorized and violate U.S. law. This is no surprise. Arizona knew that they were going to say this when they started doing it. And they don't even have a really strong Republican governor right now. He probably gets... He gets a little bit more criticism than maybe he deserves because he's definitely signed some good legislation in, but he hasn't led any of that legislation either. He's not a powerful voice for school choice, for instance, or for these kind of things. The legislature is, and they've pushed him, and they've, they've he's done it, so I'll give him credit for that, Doug Ducey. Um, but the quote here that I want to read is, quote, The unauthorized placement of those containers constitutes a violation of federal law and is a trespass against the United States, the letter says from the federal government, from the White House. That trespass is harming federal lands and resources and impeding reclamation's ability to perform its mission. Have you spotted the lie yet? Some of you would say that's a lie, that it's it's uh, an unauthorized placement. You know, it actually is authorized because uh, the... The government isn't doing its job. I think that's actually an argument, but I don't necessarily think that's the lie. Let me continue here and see if we can find it, because this is an interesting story with the state of Arizona facing off against the federal government over the border. Ducey, Doug Ducey, the governor there, ordered installation of more than 100 stacked, double-stacked containers that were placed over the summer, saying that he couldn't wait for the U.S. Customs and Borders Protection to award the contracts it had announced for work to fill the gaps in the border wall in the Yuma area. That's the kind of the point is to say, well, if you're not going to do it, then we're going to do it. Migrants, nevertheless, from the southern border have continued to avoid these recently erected barriers by going around them because they haven't plugged the, the whole thing. They're just trying to plug parts of it, including going through the Cocopa Indian Reservation. Now, this is where it gets a little bit dicey because you have the Indian Reservation saying now you force people to trespass on our land. I actually get that. Uh, but the migrants, nevertheless, have continued to avoid the recently erected barriers. The border wall, promoted by former President Donald Trump, continues to be a potent issue for Republican politicians. Now, this is written by Yahoo. So they're saying, well, they're just doing this for political reasons. No, they're not doing it because they want a secure border. President Joe Biden halted wall construction his first day in office, leaving billions of dollars of work unfinished, but still under contract. Have you spotted the lie yet? No. Well, hang on. We're getting to it. Trump worked at the end of his term to reach more than 450 miles with the border wall, nearly a quarter of the border. That's pretty good. Now, here's... I'm just... It's a game show. I'm not going to tell you here's the lie. You think I'm going to do that? Yeah, I might do that. But I'm not doing that yet. The Bureau of Reclamation also demanded in last week's letter... This is where it gets in with the Indian Reservation. That no new containers be placed. It said the Bureau wants to prevent conflicts with two federal contracts that have been awarded and two more still pending to fill border wall gaps near the Morelos Dam in the Yuma, Arizona area. There you have it. There's the lie. (laughs) They're not trying to prevent conflicts with contracts. They've had contracts. They're not fulfilling them. It's the game of lies, and it continues... As usual, there is no solution immediately to this standoff, but I do like Doug Ducey's statement. He says the best way to remove this problem would be to just start building the wall again. And you know what? We'll actually remove those containers as you build the wall. 
Bravo, Mr. Ducey. Too bad you're going to lose your job soon to Carrie Lake. We'll be right back with more Women's America. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How interested are you in flat earth theories? I am fascinated by the people who are interested in flat earth theories. I don't. People bring up stuff every now and then. You go, oh, that's an interesting. Okay, whatever. But it's the people who are really invested in the flat earth stuff. That's what interests me. I've always been that way, though. Anytime I'm invited, and this is a weird thing. Usually as a conservative, this isn't what people pin you as. And maybe you are this way and you've taken on the, the stereotype that you're not. But I'll just tell you what it is. It's anytime anybody invites me to go have some sort of cultural experience, and I mean it's genuine, not it's something put on because that's what people expect that they're supposed to say. I mean a genuine cultural experience. Let me give you an example. A friend of mine said, hey, I'm going to a toy show. Do you want to participate? And this was probably 10 years ago now. I emphatically said yes, because I had no idea what a toy show was like or what are the people like that go to a toy show. Are they kids? Are they grown men? Is it people of all ages and creeds? I have no idea, but I have a feeling they're probably pretty nerdy and I wanted to see if I was right. And so I did. And that kind of stuff I will always do sometimes way out of my comfort zone. Not that that one was, but if I invited to those things. I will usually go, okay, you're going to go to a a woke speech. Somebody invites you uh, to a gender speech. I'm totally going to go because I want to see what they're going to say and who is going to those things. And are they fully engaged? And so I want to talk about that. We're going to do that in the next segment with Trisha. But between now and then, let's play the game of lies. The game of
The Game of Lies takes place when I am going to read you a story. You have to find the lie within. Sometimes it's very easy. Sometimes it's not. So I've got these paragraphs numbered here in a story about the U.S. government telling Arizona to remove its border containers. Don't know if you've been following this, but the way this works is the federal government is demanding that the state of Arizona remove double-stacked shipping containers placed to fill gaps in the wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, saying that they are unauthorized and violate U.S. law. This is no surprise. Arizona knew that they were going to say this when they started doing it. And they don't even have a really strong Republican governor right now. He probably gets... He gets a little bit more criticism than maybe he deserves because he's definitely signed some good legislation in, but he hasn't led any of that legislation either. He's not a powerful voice for school choice, for instance, or for these kind of things. The legislature is, and they've pushed him, and they've, they've he's done it, so I'll give him credit for that, Doug Ducey. Um, but the quote here that I want to read is, quote, the unauthorized placement of those containers constitutes a violation of federal law and is a trespass against the United States, the letter says from the federal government, from the White House. That trespass is harming federal lands and resources and impeding reclamation's ability to perform its mission. Have you spotted the lie yet? Some of you would say that's a lie, that it's it's uh, an unauthorized placement. You know, it actually is authorized because uh, the... The government isn't doing its job. I think that's actually an argument, but I don't necessarily think that's the lie. Let me continue here and see if we can find it, because this is an interesting story with the state of Arizona facing off against the federal government over the border. Ducey, Doug Ducey, the governor there, ordered installation of more than 100 stacked, double-stacked containers that were placed over the summer, saying that he couldn't wait for the U.S. Customs and Borders Protection to award the contracts it had announced for work to fill the gaps in the border wall in the Yuma area. That's the kind of the point is to say, well, if you're not going to do it, then we're going to do it. Migrants, nevertheless, from the southern border have continued to avoid these recently erected barriers by going around them because they haven't plugged the, the whole thing. They're just trying to plug parts of it, including going through the Cocopa Indian Reservation. Now, this is where it gets a little bit dicey because you have the Indian Reservation saying now you force people to trespass on our land. I actually get that. Uh, but the migrants, nevertheless, have continued to avoid the recently erected barriers. The border wall, promoted by former President Donald Trump, continues to be a potent issue for Republican politicians. Now, this is written by Yahoo. So they're saying, well, they're just doing this for political reasons. No, they're not. They're doing it because they want a secure border. President Joe Biden halted wall construction his first day in office, leaving billions of dollars of work unfinished, but still under contract. Have you spotted the lie yet? No. Well, hang on. We're getting to it. Trump worked at the end of his term to reach more than 450 miles with the border wall, nearly a quarter of the border. That's pretty good. Now, here's... I'm just... It's a game show. I'm not going to tell you here's the lie. You think I'm going to do that? Yeah, I might do that. But I'm not doing that yet. The Bureau of Reclamation also demanded in last week's letter... This is where it gets in with the Indian Reservation. That no new containers be placed. It said the Bureau wants to prevent conflicts with two federal contracts that have been awarded and two more still pending to fill border wall gaps near the Morelos Dam in the Yuma, Arizona area. There you have it. There's the lie. They're not trying to prevent conflicts with contracts. 
They've had contracts. They're not fulfilling them. It's the game of lies, and it continues as usual. There is no solution immediately to this standoff, but I do like Doug Ducey's statement. He says the best way to remove this problem would be to just start building the wall again. And you know what? We'll actually remove those containers as you build the wall. Bravo, Mr. Ducey. Too bad you're going to lose your job soon to Carrie Lake. Trish is back. Can we talk a little bit about a song? Sure. Which one? I don't know the name of it or the artist. Can you sing it? <laughs> yeah. It goes like this. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human? Hate that song. Yeah. I, Who is that? I actually enjoy that song. The message of that song is terrible. I don't know why I didn't just come in with it. But because uh, I don't have it. Magic exclamation point is the band. <laughs> magic exclamation point. Okay. I would have never I guessed liked that. that song. That song hit at a time in my life where I was, you know, it was kind of a transition period. And I was, I had just moved to Soulard. It was getting played a lot. The weather was nice. I thought that song was great. And then I woke up from that haze and I thought, that song is terrible. Isn't it? It sends a terrible message, but first of all. it's super catchy, though. So catchy, but that makes me more mad at it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the message of that song is so in, in so many ways horrible. It's the obvious that he's going to go ask Dad to marry the daughter. Dad says no. Doesn't care what Dad thinks. I'm going to marry her anyway. Yep. That's that's. I think what they were thinking is, I'm going to show true love. But everybody I've ever met who knows the song. Sounds like I'm going to stick it to your dad, which yeah. is a terrible way to start a marriage. It's terrible. Say no. Well, do not marry that it's guy. It's also if you were planning on say saying I'm going to marry your daughter regardless, why even go ask the dad? That's a tradition, but it's not something that everybody does now. Oh, I'm the I disagree. I would say that I will give him brownie points, magic, the person magic exclamation point brownie points okay. for asking the dad because But if I, you weren't going to abide by it, what's the point of asking? Yeah. Right? I guess magic magic the other thing that i don't so you think spec up first okay okay go ahead you think that there is an instance where it's acceptable for somebody to not ask the dad i didn't say it's acceptable i said it's a cultural norm that is just not it people don't always do it anymore i asked my wife's dad good which was not easy to do because they lived way out in the middle of kansas i never saw them and did you ran- go there I can't remember how it, it was. She lived about <clears throat> halfway between here, me here in St. Louis and them in middle of Kansas. She lived in middle Missouri mm-hmm. at the time. And so I had to, I would go visit her a lot because she was in Columbia. So it's only two hours from here. So I'd go there for a lot of weekends and stuff and, and see her. Well, I guess one weekend they happened to be visiting her. And so I had to deliberately drive there that weekend knowing this might be the only chance I have to ask them. And it's if I even get an opportunity to talk to the dad in private, because I don't know what it was going to be like, you mm-hmm. know. And we went out to eat at some Brazilian steakhouse. I'll never I'll never forget this. Were you so nervous? I was nervous, of, not about asking the question, but about trying to find a situation where it would be appropriate. Because I didn't want to ask with Katie there and her sister. No, you have to be alone. Whoever, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so how do I get her dad alone? That never happens because her his da- her dad was kind of quiet and 
wasn't going to ever put himself in that situation. Yeah, her dad wants nothing to do with alone time with you. No. And she, I don't know if he even thought I was serious. He just thought probably, well, I'm just some random guy that she's dating right now, you know? And so we were eating at a Brazilian steakhouse, which I don't ever do, but it was one where they bring the skewers out mm-hmm. and you cut the meat off. I've was, always wanted to try that. You've never done it? No. It's, it's a cool experience, and depending on where you go, the food can be good, but the food also can be pretty bad because it is an experience. So they think... Well, you're experiencing something, so I don't really need to make the food good. That's how hibachi is for me. <clears throat> really? Mm-hmm. I love hibachi. I've never had bad hibachi. I love it, but sometimes I think this food's just okay. Yeah? Yeah, I think you're paying for the experience of it. I, I guess I kind of agree with that. It's overpriced, but mm-hmm. the experience is cool, and I like the food. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. We're sitting there in this restaurant, and I think it's me and Katie and her mom and dad and maybe her sister. She, she's a twin. And they both lived there, so I think she was there too. And all of a sudden, all three of the girls were like, oh, we should go to the bathroom. And we they weren't trying to set this up. Katie had no idea that I was going to do this. So it wasn't as if she was trying to make the situation. She just said, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then mom went, I think her sister went too. And I, so in any other instance, me sitting there with this very intimidating guy who was way bigger than me, not that that matters, but he was just like, he's kind of a big guy, mm-hmm. quiet guy. Didn't talk to him much even when there was good conversation happening. Let alone, now I'm sitting alone at a table with him. Any other circumstance, I would have been like, this is terrible. <laughs> I've got to go to the bathroom I too. also <laughs> need to walk outside and start smoking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take up smoking. <laughs> exactly. Um, but in this situation, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This, there's no way this happens. You know, it was like prayers answered. It really had to have been something that God set up because mm-hmm. I had been praying about it. And I don't remember everything leading up or whatever. But I, I remember thinking, this is a miracle. Did I can't believe this. say no? So I said, hey, I'm, I, I got to ask you a question. Um, I, I plan on asking Katie to marry me. Can I give your permission? And he just laughed at me. <laughs> And he goes, do whatever you want. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm like, I love this guy. Great. That's that's great. I mean, he he just seriously, I think, caught him so off guard that he just kind of, <laughs> yeah, sure. do whatever you want. I, okay. I wasn't expecting that. And that's it. And I got his permission. So I'm, I'm so glad that I did. But I couldn't believe that I did. So I could see a lot of situations like that nowadays where if you want to get married to somebody and you don't, maybe she doesn't have a close relationship to her parents. You know, that happens. So I think probably more now than ever, if a a girl doesn't know her dad, you at least call and try to ask. Amazingly, the whole purpose of me telling you this story is because in that song, I always sing instead of, I'm going to marry your, any marry that girl, marry her anyway. I always say, marry that girl, Mariel Hemingway. (laughs) That's why I brought the story up, is just to tell you, next time you hear it, instead of saying Mary or anyway, say Mariel Hemingway. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. How long did that take? How long have I been in here? <laughs> Seven minutes. Good grief. Seven minutes. I'm looking at the clock. I can't believe that. I'm but so was, sorry, St. Louis. There were good stories in there. Great stories. Uh, but the problem is we teased that we're going to talk about this, so I have to talk about it. Otherwise, I could tell stories about that stuff all day. And I want to hear, at some point, 
Did Eddie ask your dad? Yeah, I. this is brief. Eddie texted my dad and said, can I come over? And my dad said, why? And Eddie said, oh, I was going to ask Trish to marry me, but I want to like talk to you in person. He's like, you're fine. Don't come over. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't come over. Don't call. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. And they're just, my dad is also like Katie's dad. Pretty quiet. You know, a takes a couple beers to open him up. Like he's just uh-huh. pretty like yeah. stoic and him and Eddie have a good relationship, but they're not big talkers. But he likes Eddie. Yeah. So loves Eddie. at least he knew him. Yeah. Ahead of time, I barely knew no, he'd this known guy. him for a while, but as soon as Eddie was like, can I come over? My dad's like, no, please don't. <laughs> like, whatever you do, no. you just go ahead and do your thing. But you're glad that he did it. I insist. I, yes, I would have been extremely upset had he not. I, I love that. I, I really yeah, do. That's very important to me. I just, I just am surprised. I, I don't, I should probably ask my friends and just pull my group of five buddies or whatever. How many of you asked your wife's dad for permission? I bet it would be 50 50. Really? And I don't, yeah, because I'm surprised that's never come up. Because usually it's kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. It's something you would talk about after a few beers. And I've hung out with these guys a thousand times, and that's never come up with any of them. A- except one. Because I remember it was an interracial marriage, and he is a red-headed, pasty white boy. Mm-hmm. And he was marrying a very dark-skinned Nigerian woman. Mm-hmm. And so just the cultural difference, he was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because not only is this going to be a weird arrangement, because I don't know if her dad even is, comfortable is, with yeah, this. is approving of it or what. And plus, I don't think he even lived in the United States. I mean, it was going to be a tough. So I remember that story, but it was just because it was so mm-hmm. weird. I don't remember any of my other friends' stories. So now I really want to know. I really do. I'm going to find out. Um, here's the whole. The, okay. Now we're 10 minutes into the segment. <laughs> Sorry. Here's again. the point of it. Flat earthers. What Are you them? a flat earther? You know. I, that's why I thought we'd talk yeah, about Yeah, I love it. 1% of all Americans are flat earthers. Founder. Does that surprise you? No. Are you really a flat earther? No. <laughs> let's, let's, I, I know that. I'm just clarifying for everyone no, listening. No, I'm not. I think it's round. Uh, well, they do too. They just think it's a round disc. They, don't think, they just don't think it's a globe, a sphere. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, they believe that the Earth is round. It's just flat round. It's a disc. Like one of those exercise balls with the flat bottom and the, like, rounded top that you can... I have no idea what you're rent. referencing. Okay. I, like a Frisbee would be a, a good way to put it. <laughs> Not like an exercise ball <laughs> with a flat I didn't top. Know, well, I didn't know if it was, like, half a globe that no. I thought. Oh, I get what you're you saying You know what now. I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Like it's cut in half. Mm-hmm. No. It's just a plate. It's just a Frisbee plate. With rounded edges. No, the whole thing's round on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That That's, I don't know. I mean, that's that's why it's a conspiracy. Why wouldn't it just drop off at the edges? Why is it got to be like a disc? I have no idea. That You'd have to ask a flat earther. My point, my. I'm thinking like. Go ahead. Because of the horizon or because people have like proved them wrong and that's the answer to something. Uh, I'm sense? sure. Yeah, I'm sure. No. Well, here's the problem is that I don't think there's one group that has, has said this is the way all of us believe. I think there are different groups of thought, different societies 
that think different things. So maybe there is a group that believes in the sawed off earth. But for the most part, as I understand it, most believe that it is a flat disc. But I, I just bring the story up because I, I wondered if you had ever had a conversation with somebody who genuinely believed it or not. No, but have you? Please say yes. Kind of. Yes. Well, and here's the thing. Tell me more. It's so culturally unacceptable to be a flat earther. You have to whisper it. That it's like people will just float stuff. And I here's the thing. I, I actually love conspiracy theories. And to me, you can float anything by me. I don't care what it is. It can be way woke left. Let's if, talk about it. If it's a good idea, let's talk about it. Tell me about what you're thinking and why. And usually there's a morsel of truth. But then once you start to dig, you find out, eh. There's not really anything there. You just kind of spun something into something else. Um, sometimes you find out that that, but but the point sometimes is you dig through the BS and you do find something true there that you go, oh, there's there's something actually to this conspiracy. The conspiracy theory has boiled over into something that's not true, but there is a root of truth here. And there's a lot of stuff like that. I find it very fascinating just as a curious person. And so anytime somebody approaches me with these ideas, and I think being on the radio in some ways hurts that because they don't want to be broadcasting their what they're saying. They're like, oh, you're not going to take this and broadcast, right? And other times people want to talk to me because they think, well, I know how you think already, so let me float something by you. So it kind of works both ways. Somebody at my kid's soccer practice, which is unfortunately where I have most of my socialization at this point. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm excited about this. Floated the idea that because planes do not fly at a two degree downward trajectory, that the earth might be flat. Now, he wasn't saying, I believe in it. He was, "Ah, you know, but somebody told me this. I've been thinking about it. Do you get what he's saying when I say that? Yes. So that if, if you're talking about a round earth, why would a plane leave from one point and not fly at a downward angle. I would assume, not being a pilot, that at some point the plane does go at a bit of an angle. So I just flew, and the whole time... I didn't have a good answer for that at the time, but you you default to all the reasons why you're like, well, it can't be flat Earth because X, Y, Z. Nobody's... Why hasn't anybody ever seen the edge? I'm sure there are answers for all these things if you're deep into it. I'm not deep into it, so somebody... Tell me the answer. Tell me if you're listening and you're like way into flat earth, somebody tell me why nobody's ever seen the edge and also explain to me how many people must be involved in this conspiracy and tell me why they're involved in that conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> like why, why is every major government bent on making you think that the earth looks different than it does? Because I don't know the answer to that. And I'm sure you do if you're that deep in. But what he said was, <clears throat> and I, I flew on a plane, and the whole time on the plane, I'm thinking about this. Like, logistically, wh- how does this work? Well, I think the answer is a lot of flights, they're not really long enough. You kind of just get to to cruising altitude, and then you start to come down. Mm-hmm. So that takes care of a good portion of them right there. Now, what about really long flights, international flights? Okay. Slight adjustments? I think, A, it's slight adjustments all the time. But B, if you ever look out your window, and the other thing, if a if a pilot is flying international flights and flying around the globe, wouldn't they? Wouldn't a pilot have seen the edge? I mean, they would have to, right? So we need a pilot. Yeah, to tell us about this. But this the the question was: 
he had asked a pilot this, and the pilot, I guess, didn't do international flights, so he said, well, I don't know. But oh, if, boy, that pilot messed up. Yeah, yeah, he fed it. <laughs> so when I was looking out the window, I'm thinking, well, actually, the problem is that the plane isn't big enough to fly at a trajectory like that. The plane, if you look at it compared to the globe of the Earth, is a tiny little speck. And so it doesn't have to fly at a downward angle because it actually is staying pretty level with the Earth for so much of that flight that you're right, it probably does, it does adjust at some point. At some point, you're coming down or you're going up mm-hmm. to get into the air and down. But for the majority of the flight, you're really not... If it was a huge aircraft that was about 40 sizes bigger than an airplane, then maybe you would have to fly at a downward trajectory b- because the Earth is round. But I think it's so small, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That it, it just doesn't have yeah. to factor that in. Yeah. That, that's a terrible way to end the segment. Because Do you I felt want to like talk we were, about the moon landing. No, I don't. I don't. But we were we were building to something, and it was that. And now I feel disappointed. Yeah, but, I'm a little let down. <laughs> right. That's a bummer. <laughs> there was so much to talk about with flat Earth, and then we ended up talking about our parents and marriage. That's my fault. Yeah, it was. That's my fault. We're long. All right. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. We'll be right back so with more Wiggins and coming up on the end of the show. Here, would this be something you would agree to? I'm reading a headline here that says that voice biomarkers is a new type of technology that analyzes your voice for signs of depression and or anxiety. Now, at first, I'm thinking, why would you need to know that? You would know. You you would know if you were were depressed or if you had anxiety. You wouldn't need an AI program to tell you. But here's where it gets a little interesting, I guess. They're installing... This it's just this is like Alexa's listening to you at all times, which is why I don't really like Alexa, actually. Um, those kind of things would be in a doctor's office or it would be on the other end of a phone call, a telehealth or, a, you know, those teledocs that you can do now, the COVID things. So you don't have to go in the doctor's office or just calling into a doctor's office to make an appointment. They might have this software listening to your voice. Now, initially, when I hear that, I say, no, thanks. But as usual, they're saying, here's a good reason for it. Is a lot of people who have depression or anxiety don't want to do anything about it. And this would help give a doctor a reason to ask, hey, we have some, the, the, the voice analytics say that you, maybe you have a little bit of depression or anxiety. I don't know if you do, but would you want treatment for that if so? And maybe that you're right on the line. You don't know if you want to get treatment for it. Or you don't want to even talk about it. Maybe you're ashamed of it or something. Or you're just avoiding it. The doctor then would be able to ask. Now, I could see how that might be helpful. But to me, these kind of things are, are more of it. The problem is bigger that it's an invasion of privacy than anything else. Because I don't necessarily want everybody to know if I'm having a bad day. And that's to me where this would go is, you know, sometimes I don't sound like I do when I'm on the radio. I, if I'm making a phone call to somebody and I'm, I'm just down or something, I may sound depressed. Well, I don't want my doctor to note that on my permanent record because I might be having a bad day or I might be anxious. I don't deal with anxiety quite as much. Uh, depression certainly is one of those things that I fight off at times, but I don't necessarily want somebody to know that without my express permission. And what it's saying is that 
you would have to give your permission to even allow that. But I don't know if it's just in the office or if it's on the phone. It's like you'd have to you'd have to give permission after the fact to me, and I, and I don't like that kind of stuff. So I, I just I, I view this as more of a problem with more invasive technology into your privacy than help. Because yes, it could just like most things, they can be used to help you. And a lot of them, that's how they get in the door is they say, well, this will be great. Social media, for instance, was, hey, stay connected with Joe from high school. Oh, cool. Joe from high school. I wasn't going to talk to that guy much, but I'd love to see how his, how his life develops. That's, that's kind of neat. Hey, I, I don't have to send out invites in the, in the mail anymore. I can just ask everybody to come to my high school reunion on the Facebook. That's cool. Well, obviously, that's not what it's used for anymore. There are other things that we use it for that are cool. I love Facebook Marketplace and the, the sort of the resale market that it's created. But I also don't like a lot of what it's become. And that's usually the way technology is. is It says, here's how this could be used. And it's always a good thing. And then we use it for some of the worst things possible, just like everything else. So uh, I just think we're at a point in this country not to comment so much on the tech side, but on the depression side, that if you're feeling that, you just need to know that you're not alone. And if you feel like it's getting bad enough that you need to talk to somebody about it, that's up to you. And I just hope that you you would, and not necessarily that you'd go see a doctor. You could go see a doctor. But if you're feeling depressed, you know, reach out, talk to somebody about it. It's it's a tough it's a tough thing to say. I mean, I'm broadcasting this, so I don't know you who are receiving this right now, what your situation is because everybody's different because some people I know overshare that stuff and they're always talking about how they feel and they're always anxious and they're always depressed. And those people you're like, I don't really know what to do because obviously talking about it isn't helping you or maybe talking about it is, is actually furthering it because you're identifying more with your illness, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a dicey issue, and I just don't think that AI is the way forward with it. Although talking about it, I think, is probably the best way to go forward. Because if I'm talking to you and you don't talk about it much, you need a buddy. You need somebody who you can confess to, and that's usually a help. Anyway, I don't mean to get into the deep psychoanalytic stuff here. It's, it's really impossible for me to broadcast that way. Uh, these are conversations I like to have with my friends and if you want to connect with me and talk on a, I guess, a little bit more personal level, you can do so on Twitter, at Radio Wiggins. Not that that's super personal, but at least it's one-on-one. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 
Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.